Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast, episode 40. Whoa, this is 40. This is 40. This is it. This We're is over it. the hill. What's over the hill? Is it 40 or 50? Like for your I age? I think these days it's 50. 50? <clears throat> I remember from my stepdad's 50th birthday party, a bunch of people got him uh, like cards that said, hey, you're over the hill. And I was like, I thought he was like 10 years ago. Real zinger. By me. I got him good <laughs> as I spoke under my breath alone in the corner because it was an adult party. Oh, adult party. I wasn't allowed. Oh, I do this every week. Hi, Abigail. Hi. Jake. Hi, Jake. Hello. Hey. Hello. Uh, my parents used to have like people over and I kind of like I was allowed to be around for a while but wasn't allowed to really talk to anybody. Okay. Does that mean I lived in an abusive household? Yeah. Sounds like we're... <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, no, I could talk. You just have some talk. memories. It's good. Some memories. Um, oh my gosh. That's really funny what I was just saying. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to distract the podcast by checking my Facebook messages. Okay. Uh, but it was, oh, cool. It was our good friend job. Katie Ambrose sent us something funny. We're going to look at that afterwards. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome everybody. This is episode 40. As I said, this is a milestone, a mile marker. Uh, how are you guys feeling tonight? I'm good. Feeling flarped. Fla- talk about your flarp. <laughs> I've got like this off-brand uh, gack that I found at Walmart, and uh, it makes little noises, like little flarp sounds. Yeah, it's well, the, pretty cool. You were talking about it earlier. It's pretty much the same thing as gack, but it's not scented, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I also picked up a little DVD of like Christmas Nicktoons, and I already watched the Rocco's Modern Life uh, Christmas episode. Oh yesterday, yeah, so, so uh, and I played with my flarp. Walmart actually had like a Shout Factory uh, DVD uh, yeah. with Christmas episodes of what was it? Rocco's Modern Life, Hey Arnold, a couple other ones. Mm-hmm, cat dog. All the cat good ones, dog. all around monsters. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's timely because Mondo, our favorite company, Mondo, yes. is doing a Nickelodeon gallery this because Friday. Because of much stress. <laughs> Mondo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they keep doing these galleries, guys. It makes me think, are we living in the wrong city? Should we be moving to Austin anytime soon? Yeah. Uh, I, I heard it's pretty that. weird. Huh? I said I heard it's pretty weird there. I know, Austin, people yeah. just get weird all the time. <laughs> now I want to um, go. But cool. So yeah, welcome everybody. Thanks for uh, joining. As always, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. 
Uh, we got Rogue One coming out a week from uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, wow. How are you guys feeling about that? We've talked. I know my what's stressed a couple of times was uh, talking about Rogue One and the build up towards it. How are you guys feeling? What's your state of mind? I, I kind of uh, uh, wait. Did that come from the front or? That came from the front. That's canon. Hey, well, no one normally comes over here, so I'm just. Glad I'm just that glad you're there's listening. a queef joke in Ghostbusters. God, if, 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 if Paul <laughs> anything, that level. if Paul Fee gave us anything, the one it, takeaway was it the was the queef. The queef. So there you go. Right. Yeah. Um, and, now far, have some, and yes, it was from the front. Oh, to answer your question. <laughs> oh, thanks. The flarp was from uh, the front. As far as Rogue One, I kind of uh, keep forgetting about it. I don't like. I just don't. It's weird to me. It's there's a Star Wars movie coming out next week, and I kind of don't feel anything. Is it because of the scroll? The lack of the scroll? It's no. I mean, like I'm excited about the movie, and, and the the trailers look amazing, and it looks like it it could be you know up there with the the best of the Star Wars movies. But it's just like I don't know. It feels so weird. It's kind of snuck up on me, and we've talked about that before. It just doesn't feel like there's a Star Wars movie coming out next week. There's not this like huge thing behind it like there was with um episode seven and i don't know if because there was such a huge like hype train behind episode seven that you know now everyone's like well yeah we get we got one last year there's right. gonna be another well, one next year and maybe just me we're feel a little calmer because i'd almost rather like not have that expectation because i felt like it was almost like a, a blur experience like seeing it in theaters for the first time Right. Um, I was happy the second time I went back to see it and like find, I found that it held up and that was still like just as much of a fun ride but I'm kind of glad that there isn't like that huge like necessity to like buy all the shirts and all the toys before it comes out for this one like I think maybe going into it with no expectation is going to be pretty good and from the stuff that I've read like I was watching a Felicity uh, Jones interview just before we started here and she was talking about how difficult like physically it was to keep up and like how it felt like being like in the military while they were filming so um I don't know I think it could be really cool from what she said like Jen Erso's character is like super dark and like troubled and she's gone through shit and I think that could be a cool like counterpoint to the way that Ray was in um The Force Awakens it could be cool to see like I don't know a darker more troubled brooding female lead that's something I'm interested mm-hmm. in so that's cool yeah and I think like when you have episode 7 come out <laughs> that's how I talk now when you have episode <laughs> When, well. when an episode seven come out, uh, I've never seen a Statue of Liberty disappear before. <laughs> <laughs> Fun ref. Uh, but yeah, so episode Force Awakens was the highest grossing movie of all time. Right. It was a ton of anticipation. It was a movie we never thought we were going to see. You have uh, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill all back. And you've got J.J. Abrams, who's got a great track record. And it was just kind of like the perfect storm. Three years of buildup. Amazing trailers, amazing marketing, mm-hmm. and it was just like BBA, BBA, and it turned into like a cultural experience. Like everybody went and saw Force Awakens. People who don't even like Star Wars, people who haven't been to the movies in five years, went and saw Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Now, it's weird because we've never had a Star Wars movie come out a year apart, right? I think the the prequels were maybe two to three years apart each, and yeah. Uh, yeah. We've kind of gotten used to the Marvel movies where you get a couple a year, and even though they're all related in the same universe, they're not follow-ups per se. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now 
Star Wars is diving into that realm where we're getting another Star Wars movie, but for the first time, it's not a direct follow-up to the last one. Mm-hmm. And maybe that takes away from it a little bit. Even though I'm excited for it, when I think about Star Wars, I'm thinking about that last scene of Force Awakens. I'm thinking about Luke and Rey. Oh. And I want to see that. that. I'm so dead. And we're still a year from away from that. But I can't be mad. The the all the previews look amazing. The trailers look ben great. Ben Mendelson. Ben Mendelson is awesome. Love him. He's in Bloodline. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm not even I'm optimistic. I'm not cautiously optimistic. I know during production there was like some reshoots and maybe a little bit of scrambling to restructure some stuff. They brought on some some new people behind the scenes to uh I don't know. Disney knows what they're Didn't doing. Didn't George Lucas give it his blessing recently? Didn't they just air like 30 minutes or more or something for like a... Yeah, well, they did a press people. event right. last week um, that somehow the Yes Have Some podcast... We, did, we didn't get the invite to the, the ranch. Invite. So, uh... It got lost in the mail. Yeah, it got lost in the mail. Uh, we had a change of address it's recently. It's fine. We did. Uh, no. I, yeah. um, Gareth Edwards uh, said recently that uh, George Lucas saw the movie and he liked it. So take that... As you so will. there's that. That could mean anything. Um, God, that really hey. could mean anything. But I'm excited. Yeah. I I think we're all kind of in this. It doesn't feel like there's – maybe part of it is the three of us in the Ghostbusters community had such a crazy year of buildup and anticipation and traveling and all that stuff that maybe we're just burnt out. It's the end of the we're year. Just maybe we're just done with it. We're just yeah. tired. Yeah. Uh, but break. I break. But I did see today they're getting uh, ready for the premiere out in L.A. and there's a giant X-wing in the middle of the street. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, that made me. That actually, you know, seeing those pictures just made me think back to the Ghostbuster premiere. You know, when we were there, like the day before, and they were getting ready, and you could see them building the sets and stuff. And I just that I thought that was really cool. It brought me back to that moment. Yeah, all the hope and excitement. All the all the, all the dreams. Yeah. It was exciting. That was a good trip. But yeah, it did kind of take yep. a lot out of us. And I think that there's that feeling of like, I've already been in and out of a relationship now with a film that took like almost a year that I feel like I courted it. So yeah, I think that the level of involvement or investment I might have with Rogue One is probably like... I just uh, want to enjoy myself. Yeah. Oh, I just want to get some Twizzlers and enjoy myself. Get some Twizz. <laughs> maybe dress up. Maybe not. Probably not. Just for I'm a t-shirt. I'm going to dress up in a... Go to Kohl's. Yeah, I'm going to go to Kohl's. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. So, yeah, Rogue One's out. Um, bunch of new trailers came out this week. We're going to be talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, cover right off the top here? Yeah, just a, a little thing that I guess uh, this, this happened today. Some news dropped about um, a remake of Little Shop of Horrors, yeah, which which um, it's weird because they it, it's kind of they've been talking about it for a long time. It's it's had kind of the same thing, uh, you know, that we had to deal with with Ghostbusters for a little bit, where three or four times there's been like a couple false starts. There's been news that have, you know, I think uh, a couple years back they came out and said that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to be in the new Little Shop and that it was, you know, getting ready to start, you know, rolling. Mm-hmm. And it just never happened, and it hasn't happened over and over and over. But uh, now they say they got, a, they got a director, they got a writer writing the script. It's still going to be a musical. Um, they got a producer. Um, 
I'm trying to look at the name. Uh, so the director is Greg Berlanti. Yeah. Right. And Dawson's Creek. Everwood. Is that what he's? Did that? Did he direct? Dude, Dawson's he worked Creek? on Everwood. I'm in. That's cool. Okay. Well, that there you Chris go. Pratt's yeah. Um, Looks like he's got a lot of TV experience. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Supergirl, The Flash, a lot of the DC stuff. And... A lot of stuff that looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Teen he stuff. wrote the Green Lantern movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Hey. Oh, dude. So it's gonna be good. Good um, feelings. Well, let's talk about this. How, what are our feelings? We all like Little Shop of Horrors. Well, we I all love it. Yeah. I'm. I'm into. I'm into a new version of the movie. Um. I mean the 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 '86 version is is amazing. I think the cast was was good. Um. And. The plant looks so amazing in that movie, but it's all puppetry, you know. Right. There, there's no way they're gonna make a new little shop in it and not just be a CGI plant. Big old computer plant. Right. Just big computer plant, which mm-hmm. that's the only thing I'm not looking forward. I'm Green looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to a remake. Maybe we'll get um, more of the songs that were cut out of the movie. You know, maybe to be a bit longer, they'll be able to put more. Uh, of those songs in and then maybe they'll keep the original ending which um you know uh, when little shop was released on blu-ray a couple years back they put uh you can watch the director's cut which is just the same movie all the way through up until maybe the last 30 minutes and it's the original ending which is the ending that if you go see the play you would get which is where the plan eats everybody and takes over the world which is a better ending yeah you know, it's it's not a happy ending, but it's a better ending. Um, so realistic. yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll keep that, and uh, it'd be good. I, I wonder I'm if they're. I'm, it's, so it's weird because it kind of seems like an interesting movie to remake, especially now in the way movie goer movie going habits are. Like with superhero movies kind of being the main thing, uh, comedies. Some are doing well, but like I just read an article today about how the new Bad Santa was like. Uh, it was supposed to really kind of bankroll this the the independent company that put it out. They had been making like indie features for a long time and wanted to pivot towards more general audience features, and it, and it bombed. It terribly bombed. It like offended right. people. Well, yeah, it offended people. I Are saw. People by too the way, sensitive. Is that why comedies aren't quite as successful? Because you can't do whatever the fuck you want. Maybe, but Bad Santa Two was legitimately very funny. So okay, uh, it's got my glowing review, but. Little Shop of Horrors is kind of a cult hit, and it's a musical. And traditionally, right. musicals don't do all that well at the box office. Right. Um, right. Adaptations, right? But they I'm, don't do they don't do very well. But I, I wonder if because the fact that Little Shop is a cult classic and a lot of people like it, maybe it would do better than like a new musical or something that people don't know as well. As I know, like a couple years back it got kind of, it, it became a thing to make a, a movie version of the musical. You know, like Rent happened. Right. Yeah. Like Les Mis happened. Uh, Sweeney Todd. There was like a, mm-hmm. there was a big surge of, of musicals. And some of them did really well. But when it, when when it's a musical that people aren't familiar with, maybe you get less people going to see it. Right. But like Little Shop, I feel like everybody knows what Little Shop of Horrors is. Right. Even if they're not, even if they're not super familiar with the music, a lot of people know what it is, and a lot of people grew up watching it. So yeah, I wonder if, if it would do better. Right. Yeah, I just wonder if it would do a little better than. Um, I mean, there's a musical coming out 
this week called La La Land. Right. Right. I've heard with, about it. With uh, who's in Emma there? Stone. Um, Emma Stone. Emma Stone and what's his uh, drive? What's his drive? drive? Yeah, Canadian. the drive guy. Ryan Gosling. Oh, right. Notebook. Yeah, there Baby is. Goose. Oh yeah. Baby Goose. Uh, Ladies love him. Which I actually really want to see that movie because it's directed by the guy who directed Whiplash, and Whiplash was amazing. Jake, have you seen Whiplash? I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We'll, we'll let our audience me and jake have this thing that went on for six months where i always forgot that he saw whiplash and i asked him every every time single time um hey, he jake, would he would ask me every time even though every time he asked me i would tell him how i thought it was the best movie of that year <laughs> which is how it's like one of the greatest things i've ever seen uh whiplash so is amazing uh emma stone is awesome she hosted snl this week i don't know if uh, you saw it jake but i thought I oh thought she was hell great. yeah <laughs> yeah it was great She's so great i love her i saw part of it i didn't see us it's funny. Um, so yeah, I want to go see La La Land. It's getting awesome like reviews. It's right. like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah. Um, and we like I musicals. Think it, I think it's out. We My love musicals. Get it, though. Right. Yes, have some podcast likes them a musical. Yeah. yeah I do. hope Little Shop's good too. Maybe they'll get Rick Moranis back. Probably not. Cameo? That would be cool. What if but he it plays, probably won't happen. He could play the plant. He could play Mushnick at this point. Right. Whoa. That's what I was thinking. Mind Full circle. blown. What if they do a sequel? What if they just do a sequel with all these songs? (laughs) That'd be weird. That'd be be weird, weird, but I don't know if I'd be, like, mad at it. I'd be like, all right, whatever. Yeah. They get the same guy to write the music and write those songs. Wait, is he dead? Probably. We'll write it. Let's write it right now. Lin-Manuel Miranda's going to deal with it. Oh, shut up. Oh, it's going to happen. I can't believe this plant. It's rapping. It's It's all going to be raps. Uh... Uh, I'm gonna be embarrassed. I've been freestyling. I'm gonna be rapping them. Um, you do. You were doing some good I'm freestyles. Uh, Whoa, that's a stretch. Hey. good is a stretch. We'll go with not. Good. They were. They were good. Uh, and then when you realize they're good, they get bad. What would the sequel to Little Shop be? Just brainstorming. What would the storyline be? Oh boy. Well, I mean, if it it's the environment well, it depends. It depends on which ending we're going with. Because, Original like, ending. We go with. The original ending, the plants take over the world. So it no. And now it's be... post-apocalyptic plant world, and there's only a few people <laughs> yeah. surviving. Yeah, it would be, oh my and god, it would, liter- it would literally be uh, the last Planet of the Apes movie, yeah. but, <laughs> but with, with, with giant killer plants yeah, exactly. and songs. No, wait, I got it. Get your hands off <laughs> Go me, with... damn dirty plant. <laughs> uh, what have you done? Uh-huh. Um, what about... The ending, the, the ending that I wrote, the theatrical ending. What ha- Here it is. Ready? Are you gonna sing it? Or are you gonna rap? I'm it? not gonna sing it. Here's the plot. Rick Moranis. What's his character's name in the movie? Uh, Seymour. Seymour. Suddenly, Seymour. Suddenly, Seymour. He become. We find out he's the guy who founded 1-800-Flowers.com. Whoa! And he's sending out. <laughs> he's sending out little twoies. Whoa! Unknowingly. Okay. All over the net. The internet. It takes place Across in like 90, 98 over Netscape. Okay. That's as far as I got. <laughs> okay. I like it. Like, like, uh, like Mother's eBay, Day. Maybe, it all happens on maybe Mother's he's, Day. He's sending some through eBay. Ooh. Yeah. Like Valentine's on... Day. Ooh, that could all have, take place on Valentine's Day. Then all the loved ones get these uh, plants in the mail who immediately, like, murder them and eat their entire like, family and house. I love it. Yeah. I just like the idea of the, the subtitle Little Shop of Horrors, Mother's Day. <laughs> Mother's I like it. Ooh. Hey, let's get Lin Manuel on the phone. <laughs> he's gonna be rapping. It's gonna be good. Oh man, 
Cool. Hey. Did you guys, have you guys ever seen – so there was a cartoon of Little Shop of Horrors for a little while, and it was just called Little Shop. And it was this very weird cartoon where all the characters were in school. Okay. Sounds like Craig and wrote it. Like, yeah, like it's exactly <laughs> like – I think about it every time Craig starts talking about his fucking um, Ghostbusters high school like, thing. No. Uh, but like they all go to school together and uh, the plant – um, has eyes and he does rap in the cartoon. Oh, dude, this sounds pretty nineties. It it, oh, it is. You can go to YouTube and watch like the intro, the little shop intro, and it's just the plant rapping. See, well, I think pl- all plants should rap. They should make a case for themselves. They should, they should We're destroying the ma- uh, rainforest. <laughs> well, you're supposed to talk to them. That's pretty cool. Uh, well, cool. So remakes, sequels, reboots—they're still happening. They're not going away. <laughs> Anytime soon. 1991 Little Shop. I want that. Ooh, I like oh. the font. I like the look of it. How do you, you just want the font? Yeah. I want the shirt. I'm going to make a shirt. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to watch that later. Yeah, so get ready. Hey, hey. Get, get ready for a bunch of people to be really pissed off. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad, for sure. Uh, cool. So uh, what else? Anything else on the docket there, uh, we're doing Tiny Couple. Yeah, Tiny Couple thing. You got a Tiny Do Couple. Uh, I want to say thank you to Andrew Schaefer for sending me some books for my birthday, which is really awesome. Um, I've been, like, begging for Stephen King novels, and he actually Even on, like, answered on the, the call. side of the road, you've yeah. just been begging people like, for hey, books. Do you guys, like, have, i got to get across the country. Do you have a Stephen King book <laughs> that I can read? On the trip. Um, no, but he sent uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes and also a copy of his book, How to Survive a Sharknado, which is hilarious and awesome and very cool. So I just want to say thanks because that's, like, really nice. And uh, there you go. So thank Th- you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew Real Schaefer. cool of you. Good guy. Good guy. Really also good guy. author of uh, Ghosts from Our Past. Yes. Very good book as well. Um, pick that up. The companion piece to Ghostbusters Answer the Call. And, and a piece of the movie. The movie. Yeah. yeah there you go. Exactly. Not the concept of ghost busting. Uh, cool. Anything else, guys? Uh, I got some uh, posters in the mail. Cool. Finally. I got my What'd mystery. What'd you get? What'd you get? I think you guys might know. Uh, yeah, maybe. There was a Black Friday deal on Gray Matter Art, which is a little uh, art company that does limited edition prints, uh, similar to like a Mondo or Hero Complex Gallery. Um, I wasn't really familiar with them before I saw the uh, advertisement for this mystery tube. Uh, so basically you get four prints uh, for a, kind of a discounted price, but it's your, it's a gamble. It's like right. scratching off a lottery ticket. You don't know yeah. what you're going to get. You can get good stuff. You Blind can get, bag. You can get garbage. Right. Um, I was pretty happy with my prints. I got an Army of Darkness print. Uh, that's really cool. I got a Thor print, uh, a test print of a of uh the first thor movie it's got a really cool uh, image of loki and thor and it's, it's foil. foil it's a right. foil variant and uh then a couple oh there's like a cool doctor strange print and then uh but the funny thing is what i'm building up towards here yeah is jake you can uh, attest to this almost everybody who ordered one of these mystery tubes and this is kind of the thing that happens with these kind of things uh Everybody got a Buck Rogers print, basically. Yeah. We all got mm-hmm. booked. We all I definitely booked. also got the Buck Rogers print. Um, so, you know, the mystery tubes are cool. You can get some good stuff. Sometimes it's just those companies liquidating things that maybe didn't sell as well as they wanted it to. So 
If there's any Buck Rogers fans out there and you're looking for a, a colorful little 24 by 12 print, uh, send me a message and maybe uh, maybe you'll get one in the mail. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll, it's cute. I like I'll the give Buck it to Rogers somebody. If, don't, listen, don't sell it. I want it. I I'm not like going to sell it, but I'll, if there's a yes, have some listener out there who Ooh. likes Buck Rogers and wants a print, then write us a little story about it. Yeah, I want an 800-word essay. Fan fiction with us and Buck Rogers. First, you have to explain to us who he is, because we don't know enough about it. And then you have to write something interesting. And then uh, we'll give you the poster. We'll, we'll make we'll make that our, our, our contest for the week. The first person to email yeshavesomecast at gmail.com and let us know that you like Buck Rogers. You'll get a Buck Rogers print in the mail from Yes Have Some. And maybe we'll so leave ba- right now. Yeah. So basically nobody's gonna win this contest. Someone no, don't <laughs> no. don't disparage the fandom of Don't disparage of, free stuff. People uh, want it. And if you're lucky, maybe Jake will take a couple Polaroids of himself Ooh, on his new Polaroid camera. For his Patreons. <laughs> he might be doing some boudoir shoots. And, Dude, uh, those Polaroids are expensive. Jake, yeah. how much is, so you got a Polaroid camera. How much does like a roll of Polaroids? So okay, so the oh. the it, it's like I think you get like nine photos in in a thing, and it's like twenty five dollars. Oh wow! It's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. But it makes everything look like Instagram, which is yeah. cool. but yeah, everything looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, the instant cameras—that's very cool. Um, Abigail, your dad used to work for. Polaroid. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I used to like get like. Oh, a, that's cool. Yeah, I had. Um, I remember those cameras when they came out, like the instant ones. Um, they came with like a really cool. Like a uh, purse case and like special sunglass, like commemorative set that was like pink and gray. Ooh. I wish I still had it because it was awesome looking. Um, I love commemorative sets, no matter yes. what it is, even if it's a camera. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very cool. Um, I would like to actually get like an old Polaroid camera bag to like carry as a purse. I've looked at it. So, cool. you know, a little uh, Christmas idea. A little so, Christmas. You know, we're, we're, just got to ask for a couple things, you know? People. <laughs> As we get, we've gained new listenership in the last couple months. Our our, our listenership is uh, increasing. So to all the new people listening, if you see a Polaroid bag yeah. or like a vintage Kodak <laughs> bag, like a film carrying case of some sort, you know, send it our way. Send it over. This episode is brought to you by Polaroid. Polaroid, if you're listening, please uh, just send me please some. Please hire film. my dad back. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Did Polaroid literally go out of business? Yeah. Is it even a company? No, anymore? they're still around. They do things. It's they're just still not around. It's just not as big. Yeah, they have like the it's like novelty the, items. Well, they have like a they we have should, like a new we well they have like a new version of the of the Polaroid camera that yeah, that spits out like iPhone. smaller. What's that? It's called an iPhone, and you get the pictures immediately. And uh, oh, guys, there's a new technology iPhone. Have you hey. heard of it? It's brand new. Whoa! Oh god. Um. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, Jake's got a camera, and Abby's got a. Uh, a dad who needs a job at Polaroid. Yeah, so, and just a job. So, hey, Merry Christmas. God, is this like the the Christmas season that we've got going on? Yeah, here? it's good. Cool. Well, thank you guys for those updates. Uh, they're very important to uh, mm-hmm. our family here. Yeah. And, yes, uh, have some family. Cool. Well, I have another question for you guys. Yeah. Now that we got that stuff off, do you feel better getting some of that off your dress? Yeah, I feel a little bit oh. better. Cool. Oh, yes, last thing. Hero bit. Complex Gallery. <laughs> Is another uh, cool company. They're doing a mystery tube right now. I'm a little nervous. Okay. Because I went and read the uh, some of the contents you can get in the Hero Complex mystery tube. So they had like 20 things listed, and it was like 
limited editions, one of ones, signed prints, rare variants, and it goes on and on. And it, like the second to the bottom one says scratch and dent prints. Whoa! Oh, we also throw those great. In. That's what you want. Gently used. <laughs> Gently used posters oh, that were in somebody's a better home. apartment fire. Oh. Um, <laughs> hey, there's a smell on these. What's the smell? Oh, God. Anyways, so check that out, too. Um, all right, cool. Jake, cool. Abigail. Yes. yes. Are you stressed? You look a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? Now <laughs> you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. A oh, little bit. A little stressed? Holiday little stress. Bit. Well, it's time for the Yes Have Some weekly segment where we let you know what is stressing us out. Hey. But it's not like fake stress. This is real. No, this is like very real stress. This is real stress. Jake, you want to start us off? Sure. I'll start us off with this really real stress How that I have. That's literally be? about a cartoon. Dude, keep it real. Will Just you? Try to keep it real if you can. Just try. This is real stress. Posers. Guys. Yes. So, okay. So check this out. This is what I'm stressed out about. I'm stressed out about I'm stressed out about the fact that this is never going to happen. All right. Okay. Okay. I know where so, this is going already. Do you have you read this already? Okay. Uh, no, so we know. we all know uh, I, it's not a secret that at one time uh, there was going to be a Jurassic Park cartoon. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, maybe oh, a little over a year ago, um, they released some of the artwork. Um, it was uh, created by William Stout, who William Stout. He's an amazing artist. He he does a lot of dinosaur stuff. He did some. Uh, he was hired by Steven Spielberg to do um, like logo designs for Jurassic Park. He uh, some of his sketchbooks have all this like unused, you know, logo designs for Jurassic Park. And, and he worked on some other movies too. But um, so that all came out. Pictures of you know all of the. Um, there were pictures of all the the characters, right? And, and that like, was all we got, right. right? There was some like pre-production uh, sketches and things like Correct. that. Yeah, some sketches, some finished like paintings, uh-huh. and just a couple, you know, just a couple tiny, couple tiny things. things, yeah, tiny couple things. So recently, like within the last uh, couple days, um, it came out that some more information on the show came out. Um, actually, like a lot of information. The entire first season outline is on is available online it's like 20 it's 24 pages long and it's like every single episode this is what happens in the episode so you can you can read the whole the whole thing and see where the show was going the show was going to be called escape from jurassic park and um there's a couple there's a couple like uh theories on why it didn't happen they uh they think um uh, Steven Spielberg was kind of annoyed with like the merchandising and he was working on uh, another movie and some people are just like, he just scrapped it cause he just didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also knew that there was going to be a sequel to Jurassic park and they didn't want to mess with the continuity. They didn't want to have to, you don't want to mess know, that sequel up. They, did. <laughs> you they didn't want to do it up. They didn't want to do something in the show and then have to like the movie have to follow what the show is going to be. Because they were using the same characters, so so it doesn't matter. It just didn't happen. But um, so I'm reading like the outline for the TV show, and basically the idea is that like 
it's it kind of follows Lost World. Like, um, uh, uh, Hammond is like, hey, those dinosaurs are still on the island. Uh, I want to make sure they're okay, and we'll set up the island as just a preserve, and that's it. Like, I don't want to no park that didn't happen. You know, let's just right. make sure everything is okay. And he talks, you know, the original cast, you know, Alan Grant, Sattler, and Malcolm into helping him do this. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, in the course of it, another company sneaks on the island, steals some dinosaurs, steals research, and they start building their own park. And then you also have Hammond, like, behind everybody's back, like, saying he doesn't want it to be a park but is like secretly setting it back up to open it as a park. Mm-hmm. And um, so like the, the very last uh, thing in the last episode of the first season is Hammond, like revealing like, Hey, the park is opening and uh, he brings like news in <laughs> and they, they, they even have like dialogue for it. And the very last thing, and the last episode is John Hammond saying, welcome to Jurassic Park. Oh my God. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, holy fuck, I want to watch this cartoon. It sounds right. amazing. So like, right. it, it sounds better than any sequel we got. So right. a couple thoughts. Like one. Can it camouflage? Yeah. One, <laughs> can it camouflage? Two, uh, it's really surprising out of, out of any property that was ever destined to have a cartoon uh, in the 90s, Jurassic Park is one of them. I mean, everything yeah. else. There's a Back to the Future cartoon. There's a Bill and Ted cartoon. Little Shop of Horrors. There's a Little Shop of Horrors cartoon. Um, <laughs> what's interesting... Gotta watch it. So there's, I have two main thoughts. One, it's ridiculous to be like, well, I don't want people who watch the cartoon to then watch the sequel to the movie and be like, wait a minute, this doesn't quite match right, up. Right, because right. that's what DC does with all their TV yeah, shows like, and you movies can, these days. It's dumb. Everything. Nobody yeah, cares. Every cartoon, yeah. Right. Uh, secondly... The fact that it was a serialized pitch, not just like a one-off, like every week there's going to be some new adventure yeah. with dinosaurs, and that it was like uh, a structured out with season an arc, right? with an yeah. arc and a, the redevelopment and reinvigoration of the original Jurassic Park with Hammond doing like a heel turn at the end. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? Like, who, right. like, gee, who wrote this shit? Like, yeah. that would have been that. And then if you if you go and look at any of the artwork, the, there's also more artwork that's been, that's been um, unveiled, like since that other stuff. Right. right. And like the the artwork is just really cool. That style art is he's super good at it. And uh, it just would have been it just would have been so cool. It also says that they have. Um, so, like, uh, you know, they came out. Some of the toys they did, like the Dino Wrangler toys, right. where they started doing, you know, dinosaurs that weren't in the movie and like certain characters. They wrote some of that into the show oh. because they, because oh. like they Hammond hires Dino Wranglers to help get his park back, you know, to order to to catch all the dinosaurs. So some of those characters that there were figures of are in the show. Oh, that's the dream. Seeing that's the toy sad. lines come to life. Yeah. Like, how awesome would that have been in like like if real Ghostbusters came back and it was like there was an episode where they're all like in super fright features gear Holy or shit. something like that. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Granny Ghost they? shows up. Yeah, yeah. Granny Ghost. Yeah. Tombstone Tackle. You won the game. Oh. How did that just happen? Because <laughs> we were going right for it. <sighs> That's a great um, figure. It's true. This, That's really cool. There's another like tiny tidbit of news here that says um, 
they now it says something they have heard, so they're not exactly sure. But it sounds like um, there was a possibility of a Jurassic World animated series too, and they kind of nixed that for the same reasons because they didn't want there to be an overlap. They were going to make a movie and didn't want to deal well, with it, which sounds dumb. So, dude, just make the cartoon. I love cartoons. After Jurassic World became one of the highest grossing movies of all time, I guarantee whatever plans were put back into production, like mm-hmm. somewhere, someone at Universal is working on a Jurassic World cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's a lot of – you've got 20 years basically in between Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. You can do something. Yeah. It's just about the servers at the Jimmy Buffett world, (laughs) their whole life. (laughs) I want to see Ian Malcolm like like something like Archer, like adult-oriented Ian Malcolm animated show as he like roams around the country in the 90s betting women. Wow. (laughs) I want to see his daughter Um, show. I do want to say that this is all um, this 24 page outline for this season. Uh, I, it's on JurassicOutpost.com. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, yeah, if you go there, you can check it out. Um, do they have a podcast as well? Uh, yeah, I think they do. Yep, Jurassic Outpost podcast. Yeah, I've listened Very to cool. that. They got they got some good stuff. Everyone should check that out. Very cool. Um, yeah, I was. I was. Someone I, should bring that script to life. Is so also another. We could thing. all act oh, like a fan film, yes. like just like flesh out the episodes mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, let's do it. Let's I'm just down. quit this podcast and and do make right Escape now. from Jurassic Park a real thing. Ooh. That's such. A, that's even a cool name. Just Escape. From yeah, Jurassic. we could go down to Dino World. Isn't that what it's? Called? Yeah, we'll just yeah. film the whole thing there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm what down. um, my mind is a racing right now. Thinking of other properties that should have had animated series that didn't. Mm-hmm. What do we got? Well, I'm asking you guys because oh, you're asking me. So your mind's racing with the 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 thing, but you don't have any examples. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, well, one thing that's been talked about recently. So you know how DC, and this is kind of different than what I'm talking about, but I wanted to bring it up. Mm-hmm. DC has been doing more adult-oriented animated films based on uh mm-hmm. batman justice league and that kind of stuff killing joke right um and then they just put out a batman a classic batman film right right uh with uh, adam west burt ward and uh was it julie newmar she's yes, still alive right? yeah. uh-huh. uh, doing catwoman um uh, which is, i haven't seen it yet but i heard it's great there's rumblings of a michael keaton batman animated movie Ooh. Oh. I'll get nuts. That would be cool. That would That'd be amazing, be right? Yeah, I'd be yeah. into that. Like, bring Jack Nicholson back. Just do it. Ooh, yeah. Do Why the not? thing. Yeah. Um, but that's different. Would, you, think, you think Jack Nicholson would would voice the Joker again? I think he'd be like, he'd say something like, I wasn't going to do it, but then I read the script, and I said, I got nothing. Guys, I've got nothing. <sighs> that was my Jack yeah. What does Jack Nicholson say? Hey, that was my Jack Nicholson impression. You know what it reminds me? There's that story of uh, Michael Keaton uh, when he did Birdman and he had a screening of it, uh, and Jack Nich- and he invited Jack Nicholson. And after the after the movie, Michael Keaton told us on one of those talk shows, he asked Jack Nicholson what he thought of Birdman, and Jack Nicholson looked at him and went, "I'm glad you made it, so I didn't have to." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Did I redeem myself? You did. But do you like how I tell You're like back. I tell Michael Keaton's like uh, party <laughs> stories? Yeah, um, warmed over Michael Keaton stories. You stealing so his? Good. Are you selling your uh, his stories? Yeah, it's like I'm you're like Mr. Keaton. Peterman. Yeah, you're the real Keaton. 
I am the real Peterman. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that bus tour. Oh. What Seinfeld should get an animated series. Yes. I'd watch it. I'd yeah, watch it. I think we've talked about that before. Uh, any other movies, properties? Uh, Beetlejuice had a good animated series. Yeah, right. dude, there was a lot of good ones, man. You know, you know what had a good cartoon, even though the movie was fucking awful, was Godzilla. The okay. '98 okay. Godzilla had a had a cartoon that was way better than the movie was. Right. There was never a Gremlins cartoon. No. Oh, that would have been cool, right? Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. Just Gizmo going on little adventures all mm-hmm. over the world. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been really cool. With I feel like they would have given uh, Gizmo like a voice, though. Like he would have been. He would have. He would have talked. Yeah. Uh, probably would have. Right. Well, what would he have sounded like? Are you gonna do it? Like a really deep voice. Uh, like. Hey, excuse. Me. <laughs> hey, I. Uh, hey. Uh... I'm from Chinatown. Uh. <laughs> what about uh, E.T.? That never had an animated series. Did it? No, I guess not. No. Um, so many movies could have been. There's a lot. Yeah. There's so many movies. Uh, well, cool. Uh, anything else uh, on that stress, Jake? No, that was pretty much it. I just really want to see Escape from Jurassic Park. Uh, and I do think it's cool that, you know, after, you know, the movie came out in 1993, and it's cool that that kind of stuff pops up. Um, I actually, um, we... We've met William Stout a couple times. He he comes yeah, he to Dragon Convention. Right. He comes to Dragon Con every year. Uh, I always stop by, talk to him for a little bit. And um, that year after um, after those paintings were revealed, his uh, character paintings, he he sold the original paintings, and they were expensive. And I remember they sold super fast. And um, when we uh when I ran into him at DragonCon that year, I'd asked him if he had if he had had any prints made, if he was selling the prints of them, and he was just like he was like I sold them so quick that I just didn't even think to get prints made. Like yeah, and that bumps me out because they would make they're fully painted you know photos. They're they're super cool looking, and it would be a right. nice it'd be a nice print set to have. But um, yeah, well, I always yeah, need to get so. the stout T shirt when I'm there, and like I never do at the convention. He's that got some seen him at. yeah. Yeah, he's got. I, I try to get. He he's constantly having new sketchbooks come out, mm-hmm. and I, I try to get one or two from him at every. I've bought most of his actual books, and um, so I try to get the sketchbooks every time I see him. Right. Cool. Very cool. I'm gonna get one. You're gonna get one. Um, adult coloring book. No. It's very... Oh yeah, he's got a coloring book. <laughs> Ian Malcolm's yeah. adult coloring book. That's what I want. <laughs> Ian Malcolm's adult film collection. It's just all <laughs> uh, Cool. Well, guess what, guys? Yeah? I've got some stress. Are you stressed? Oh, man. I want to hear it. Mine is just as stressful as the Jurassic Park animated series that was never released. <laughs> okay. Um, I collect toys. Jake, you collect yeah. toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abigail, you can say that. You collect toys. Tiny couple. I think a lot of our listeners are collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake, do you have a habit of collecting you know different properties different franchises and trying to keep those uh all together like in a similar portion of the shelving like you have oh all... boy i try that but i have a hard time with it like okay there, there's there's been a lot of times where i've thought like hey i should go in redo all my shelves and try to put it's like i have too much of the things that i like to put it in one spot right mm-hmm doesn't work out i do have all my jaw stuff in one section right but that's it everything else segregation it's spread out and i i would rather it all be in it's in the same spot right right 
Well, it's, I prefer it to be in the same spot. Like I'd like right. things to be. You like canonical. to have a Ghostbuster section, a yeah, Jaw section. Yeah, feeds my OCD. Right. Like that's yeah. what I enjoy about the whole thing. Um, but as we know, it's hard to do because once you have everything organized and then you get more stuff, it's like the old DVD show. It, I don't know. I used to alphabetize my DVDs and when I had like five or 600 of them. Mm-hmm. And I would have the shelf like max filled out and then you buy a new one and then it turns into a whole process where yeah. you got to put one in and then everything's – it's like a whole thing. Well, that's the fun of it though is taking everything out, looking at it again and then reorganizing and like having moments with those – DVDs that right. you have memories with and throwing one on that you might not have thought of. So There you go. That's why I like the organization. Well, I haven't revealed my stress yet. Go my for stress it. is that my collection is pretty well organized. For the most part separated by, you know, by the different uh different brands or franchises or whatever. But I've got this one shelf that's not full and is quickly turning into like the leftover shelf like just Ugh. just Ugh. like there's no 40 percent off shelf discount shelf like i was looking <laughs> at it earlier today and i literally got sad because the bottom shelf has my ghostbusters lego firehouse which is very cool and then on the top there's a couple ninja turtles figures there's a shaquille o'neal figure mm-hmm. there's a jane silent bob and then there's like a ninja turtles ornament like a christmas ornament and my yeti and yeah, and the Yeti Abby bought for her birthday, like the uh, Animal Planet brand Yeti and yes. the Bigfoot. I got a Sasquatch too, yes. And I was looking at it and I was like, this looks terrible. <laughs> like this? <laughs> like if somebody. It doesn't make sense. It looks There's like a lot I, of empty space. Yeah, it looks like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like I literally considered quitting. Collecting. Well, the firehouse makes it difficult because that is a difficult piece to display in general. So adding it to that shelf. It's just a weird shape. Then you have all this other space to fill up. And, you know, so you put a Yeti there and it's okay. The best I can just, it's not, you know, when you go to a flea market and you finally find the one booth that has a couple toys and you think it's going to be good as you approach. But when you get there, you realize that it's just, it's just random bullshit. It's not as good as you thought. <laughs> that's what this shelf looks like. Um, get so, that flarp. So that's part, and I dropped the flarp. Get the flarp. Uh, that's part of my stress. And I, I feel like, Jake, when I look at your collection, I, I am inspired. Mm-hmm. I'm in awe, and I'm also very stressed Thank out you. because I'm satisfied. Like it's nice to see. It's very satisfying to see everything organized on right. the shelves, and you have so much of it, and most of it's in package. So, like, yeah, yeah, I, I try. I'm impressed. I, I, I have three. I have three main sections of of the collection. There's the Jaw stuff. There's the Ghostbuster stuff, and then there's the Godzilla stuff. And I try very hard to keep those three all together, but. There's probably at this point, like the Ghostbuster stuff grows and grows so much. And my toy collection room is so packed with things that there's just stuff all over the place at this point. Mm-hmm. Are it's you... hard. It's hard. But you also keep the light out, which is another wonderful thing that we probably should implement in our own toy room. But yeah. I like having the light come in the vet, like the window. Like I like it. It's part of it. To you know to what? One, you know what the fun the fun thing is about collecting Ghostbuster stuff and having it in a separate room so you can shut the light off. So much Ghostbuster stuff oh, yeah. glows in the dark. Yep. Dude, that's so my you can favorite. like go in, turn the light on for a little bit, and then shut it off, and then just all the weird stuff starts glowing. It's so fun. And count the no ghosts. Yeah, I love doing that. Yeah. I do that before bed almost every single night. I'll take a little stroll through the toy room and turn the light off and do a little dance, and it's great. <laughs> Grab my cat. Yeah, dude, I hang out in my toy room to like recharge. It's like a 
like a cathedral yeah. or like sanctuary mm-hmm. to like go and just sprawl out like a like a snow angel on the floor and stare up at the shelves is extremely therapeutic yeah. for me. So and I love going through like all the uh, the screen cells and like the old magazines, uh, the star logs and the stuff that uh, I've picked up and collected and organizing them um, and kind of like pretending like it's a little store or like I've got to like keep it in, like I don't know in tip top shape and dust things off and move yeah. things around. Like you I got love to. that. You got to dust well, that because stuff. You got yeah, to. Yeah, do a little dust. There's kind of a for people who don't collect, uh, who don't have a collector's mentality. I think there's kind of a, a false equivalency from of collecting and hoarding. Um, I don't hoard. It's really easy for your collection to get out of hand, and if like you guys know the difference between a well organized toy collection and just like boxes and boxes of bullshit in a shed, right? Uh huh. Well, I, yeah, because people, I'm sure that dealers themselves get kind of bummed out when, like, someone's spending top dollar to get something they're selling, and then they're just going to stash it away somewhere, like, yeah. in a unit, or, like, you know, under a bed or in a closet. Like, I feel like there's so much love and devotion and nostalgia behind those things that it's like, put them on display. Like, Put them don't... on display. Get them out in the open. I'm not, you know. And the one thing i noticed... you will, but that's Jay, how I feel. How do people react? People who don't necessarily collect or are into that, are they, like impressed when they see your collection because they seem when they come i think sometimes people are taken aback but if, as long as it's well organized i think it's it's a good thing mm-hmm. yeah it's usually it's usually an impressive kind of thing usually people are just like holy shit like that's usually the way people react i've never <laughs> it's Not never been dad. like a bad reaction where people are like you're crazy but uh, we, maybe maybe they're thinking that in their heads but usually people seem impressed i i like what are we doing? We're just bragging. Just, are people impressed? Are people impressed by us? I was about us? to tell the story about how my brother was very impressed when he came in and saw my toy collection <laughs> on my birthday. It was, it was a pretty uh, cool story. No, it's good. We, but We're you know impressive. what? We, we, it's a hobby. It's an awesome hobby. And I've made a lot of friends and like close friendships. Yeah. And it's such a cool thing going to flea markets, going to toy yes. shows. And looking out for your friends like while you're at those like flea mm-hmm. markets and toys. Like you did, Jake, when you were down in uh, Florida, just whatever it was, like last weekend, like looking yeah. out for stuff. And like you got, what, like a Congo watch, a bunch of cool shit. Like, yeah, a bunch of random stuff. Yeah, exactly. It was very cool. Very cool shit. But that was the first part of my stress. The second part of my stress, and maybe you guys can chime in, is there's a couple toys coming out now. Oh, oh. oh tell that shelf to get ready. I, I'm telling the <laughs> Clear rain. it off. Everything must go. Everything must go. Um,. There's some good stuff coming out, and I am stressed because I want to get my hands on a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you guys want to chime in, feel free to. The NECA one-fourth scale Ninja Turtles figures, uh, the Donatello figure is officially out. It's officially cute. The first thing that popped in my brain was when NECA made that announcement saying that you could buy it right now. They posted multiple links. It's ready to ship. I I texted you that. I was like, hey, Donatello, ready to ship. Did you buy it? I haven't bought it yet. Are you guys real fans? You're going to. Yeah, it's 100 bucks, but I'm going to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it looks amazing. I I mean, I won't go on too long because it's hard to get the visual across, but it looks just like the, the... the turtles from the it's, first movie it's right. beautiful it's beautiful like if you're a ninja turtle fan like i feel like you gotta have it it's a must-have yeah it's spectacular it's a must-have um very good so that NECA just released images today they're putting out uh a three it's called well so terminator 2 is being released in 3d for the anniversary the 25th anniversary next yeah uh mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. year and 
they're putting out uh, a new figure. Uh, they're calling it the 3D Terminator. It's not in 3D, the figure. Well, I guess it is because it exists as a tangible item. Right. Um, but it's a really cool figure, and it comes with the – it's the scene where Arnold is going down the hallway in the back rooms of the uh, of the mall. Oh, yes. With, got, a, with a flower box, Yeah, right? it comes with a yeah. flower yeah. box with the rifle in it. Nice. Oh. It's gorgeous. Love it. Want to get that. And then this weird thing happened to me in the last couple weeks. I've always liked the Marvel movies. I've always been more of a casual fan. But something happened. Captain America's shield? I was, I've been hit in the head with, with uh, the love bug. I, I'm just loving language. Marvel and specifically <laughs> Captain America right now. Specifically Chris Evans as Captain You're America. You're just loving Chris Evans right now. It only took me three movies and two Avengers to really kind of understand this new, Evans crush. this new infatuation <laughs> I have. Um, but Marvel Legends, which is a really good series of figures, uh, kind of comparable to the Black Series Star Wars figures, mm-hmm. they put out, um, they're putting out like props, like toy props, but they're, it's hard. They're not high end, but they're not. They're cheap. man props. Yeah, they're for real they're, people. They're they're like role play props. Right, they're very cool. Um, they're still toys technically, but they look good. There's a Captain America shield and an Iron Man helmet. They both look really good. Uh, those are both on my uh, my want list. Both at Best Buy. You can get them at Best Buy. I'm very aware of it. Amazon's a little cheaper. <laughs> I know. Is Amazon- that stress or am I just excited to buy some toys? Hey. Uh, I- that's stress for me. Toy stress is real stress. Yeah. That's but Jake, cool. you saw that Captain America shield. It's pretty cool, right? I yeah. did. It is cool. Yeah, like it makes you even if you're not a huge fan of Captain America, you just see it and you're like, "Whoa, I I want that." It I could cool. live forever. Yeah, I I, I want to throw that at somebody's face. Yeah, and I really see if do. it bounces back. It won't. No, it won't. I read a joke it, the other day on Reddit, and it said, uh, "When I was eight years old, I threw a boomerang. It never came back." I'm scared to death every day of my life. <laughs> oh. It's pretty funny. Hey, boomerang. Um, that's my boomerang joke. I, another yeah, joke. I'm just stealing material. Are you going to do uh, some more of other people's jokes? Yeah, let me do some Rodney Dangerfield after this. Mike yeah. Keaton's um, So cool. That's my toy stress. Thank you guys for listening to me. That was, that was really yeah. important. That's real stress. That's yeah. real stress. That's, uh, that shelf is very stressful. It's a stressful I understand. Shelf. It's it's not an eyesore, but it's like where the toys go to not to die, but to yeah. It's a fun collection. It's where you would send your kid if he was in trouble. Go play with the shelf. Go look that at that shelf. shelf. Yeah. It'll make you real uncomfortable. You're not gonna like it. It's non canonical. It's not all the same stuff. All right, <sighs> Abigail Gardner. I'm stressed. Are you stressed? Or yeah. You just told me. I mean, I'm stressed. I'm stressed because the uh, entire Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer came out um, over the last week. And I've watched it a whole bunch of times. And I can't find a single thing wrong with it. Um, I think the most stressful thing about the entire trailer is Baby Groot. He's, like, so fucking adorable. Uh, But also different because, you know, I fell in love with, you know, older Groot, adult Groot. Um, so the idea of seeing him as, like, in a different form, uh, without the same memories, which is what James Gunn said is true of that character for this oh, film. Oh, weird. Particular. Yeah. Ex- and that, that's weird. How stressful is that? Because you're like, wait, but, like, it's like he has amnesia or something. It's like he's going to have to work twice as hard to win me over if he's not going to be the same Groot, but he probably will be. 
Um, everything that I saw in the trailer, though, like the interactions with Rocket and Groot were definitely the funniest things um, in that trailer. Uh, when Rocket's uh, looking for the tape and asking Star-Lord for it, like all of that, the timing of like, wait a minute, let's slow down in the middle of the action for something really stupid, trivial, and like completely human. It's hilarious, and I'm just so fucking excited for this movie. Um, I totally missed, and Craig called me out on it after watching this trailer. I was like, uh, my review of it was like, oh, it was amazing. I was laughing. My hands were up in the air, just, you know, biting my nails. Everything was was on, amped up. Um, and I, the thing I said, I was like, well, I'm really glad that there wasn't too much. They didn't show any new characters, etc. And then Craig totally called me out because they definitely showed a new character, uh, which was uh, Mantis, who is, let me check here for the actor's name. Um, Mantis is Palm. I'm gonna totally fuck this up. Clementif. Clementif. She's gorgeous, and that character is hilarious. But I didn't realize that that was gonna be like a, a main cast character because it's the, uh, the alien who puts her hand on Star Lord and like feels his thoughts, and it's like the stinger joke at the end of the trailer. And I didn't realize that that's uh, someone that's you know pretty important to the uh, plot of the movie. Um, but again, it was just such a small tidbit that I think it's just such a great example of the way a trailer should be. Um, it's enough to let me know that all of my friends are coming back, you know, this, you know, March or whatever, and it's going to be everything that I want it to be and more. Um, and it was just really exciting because, you know, some trailers are, are not as good, and this was a really good one. Um, and it's a movie that I have a lot of – I've invested a lot in and means a lot to me. So, like, I guess I'm a little bit stressed because – I guess it could let me down, but I really don't see it happening. I'm really, really excited for this. I don't know what you guys thought. Go for it. Um, Jump at I'm it. Pretty, I pretty much thought exactly what you said. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was a good trailer. Um, I, I, I also like that they don't they don't show you too much. That's that's what a good trailer does. Um, that's that's super interesting about Groot though, because like watching just watching the trailer, I felt that he seemed. I was like, oh wow! I was like, he talks a lot more, even though he's still saying I am Groot, and he's baby. like, and he's like yelling, and I was like, oh, he, I guess the the I guess he just talks more in this one. He says it more, right? But right. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about like him not having the same kind of memory. Right. That that seems weird to me, but um, it yeah. seems interesting. Like I was, yeah, we'll see what out. they do. Because it's like. I mean, obviously, it's the cutest thing in the world, but, like, I don't know. I kind of felt about it the same way that I did when we got our second cat, Gizmo, because, like, I obviously love Gypsy so much that I'm like, I don't know, Gizmo's adorable and cute, but it's like, is he enough? Like, I don't know. Does he have enough substance? I, I haven't gotten to know Baby Groot yet. Like, I have to I have to see what he's all about, so I guess I am, like, kind of a little bit stressed about that, like, legitimately stressed. Yeah. I think Baby Groot is so cute that for from now on, any movie ever, if they're ever doing like test screenings for movies and, and the, the, the reaction isn't there, they need to license out Baby Groot from Marvel and just put him <laughs> in any movie. It's almost unfair. Just like, pop into his line, say he's Groot. Yeah. He'll be like, I am Groot. And then, and, but in all honesty, like, it's almost unfair how adorable and how awesome. And, and he's like, and he's kind of tough. That little scene with him, like Dude, pushing the button, reminded he, me of a cat. Like it, that's, I know James Gunn obviously has cats and posts <laughs> like pictures of his cats on Catterday all the time. Um, so I just, I can, you can tell, like him, like going back and pushing that button and saying "I am Groot" reminds me of when my cat's like pushing little things off the counter yeah. and like making eye contact with me while she's doing it. And I'm, you know, it's just, it's, and just it's so like, cute. And, and what you're thinking is like, okay, baby Groot, are you not understanding 
the importance of this situation or are you does he understand <laughs> and have a plan are you fucking with me dude you you know that there was a meeting there was a meeting and they were they were discussing baby Groot and they were like okay so he's cute you know we we're, what should we do with his voice we're gonna make his voice higher you know someone's in the corner and they're like guys put a fucking jacket on him yeah and everybody was like oh shit it's the same guy that said they should put a bow tie on rowan (laughs) (laughs) he's the the uh, wardrobe put some baby put some fucking baby jackets on baby baby yeah make him make him all like you know i am group but you know he's got he's wearing a jacket jacket uh apparently vin diesel is doing that voice still so still they're just they're just manipulating it to to be like a higher yeah. yeah, I mean, I Is guess. Alvin the Chipmunks? Uh, uh, but yeah, it looks awesome. Um, Dave Batista. I, oh, I, yeah. I heard a comment. <laughs> for, I, apparently, James Gunn said Bradley Cooper saw the movie Friend recently. of the podcast, Dave Batista. Friend of the podcast. Um, <laughs> right, he's a friend of the podcast. He's a friend of mine. Now, the screen Ed, whore. Edward she is, Furlong. She's my friend. Is the enemy of the podcast. Enemy of the podcast, Edward Furlong. Get it straight. <laughs> There's pay, enemy of say the it right or pay the price. An enemy of the podcast. Uh, James Gunn <laughs> said Bradley Cooper recently saw a cut of Guardians. Two, and compare Dave Batista's performance to Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover, where Whoa. every single thing he says, show stealer, just lands, and it's just just the funniest thing you've He's ever. He's got heard. Baby Groot in like a front baby holder <laughs> and sunglasses on the whole movie. It's adorable. Wow, you, you just made me not want to watch Guardians. Oh. Of the Oh, do you why? Do you not like the hangover? Hangover's basic. The hangover's awful. Oh, stop. Uh, there's it. Fun that movie it. sucks. What? The Maybe first one is so unfunny. Is it, is it bad? It is. I liked it's it, but you know, it was a different time in my life. A different time. Yeah. It was. I haven't seen it since, so I'd have to go back and watch it. Do we want to devote an entire episode to whether or not Abby likes the hangover? Probably not. I do. <laughs> I feel like we should there's better. Anyways, things. I think the comparison was conceptually. Uh, I get it. Not a, not a. Fuck! I wish it wasn't. I wish it was literal. I wish literally. <laughs> just a literal, like he's literally. <laughs> well, he doesn't have pants on the whole time, and then there's like a tiger. So it's... we're in the wolf pat. <laughs> right. uh, oh, but that good. scene. Now I've been complaining. Uh, Flarp's back. I've been complaining lately about uh, trailers trying to end with like big jokes and funny things, but. It works for Guardians because Guardians yeah. is like a comedy. It's like they invented it. Hey, it them. works when the joke's funny. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, the, that's the thing. The power of jokes compel me. If the joke is compelling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Flarp. 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 Um, so, yeah, Guardians uh, looks amazing. We caught the trailer a little bit earlier than we were expecting because they announced. So. Yeah, I got stressed. It came out when I wasn't, like, ready for it. Conventional wisdom was telling us we were going to get the Guardians trailer, possibly with Star Wars. And then last Saturday, they announced it was going to be out on Monday. And then it was out, like, an hour later. There was a, yeah, there was a moment where I thought I was going to have to watch a sports game to see it, like a football game. Yeah. But it was going to be released. <laughs> that hey, would have been so thank God that didn't That might have been the hardest game I've ever been through. Calm down. I'm glad that's yeah. past me. It goes um, back to what I was saying about... Uh, the King Kong trailer. I just, I can't stand it when they're like, hey, the trailer's going to drop at this time on this day two weeks from now. Like, no, just, just surprise yeah. us. Pull yeah. it out. I think it's, just I think it's Just whip it out and surprise us. Just yeah, whip exactly. it out. Yeah. Just DM it to me. In a, you Don't know, talk like, about it. Don't tell me when it's going to come out right. and how great it is. Just show me. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it looks great. And uh, that'll be out in May. Um, the next amazing. conventional wisdom was that, um, 
the Spider-Man trailer was going to be out with Star Wars. But today we got the teaser for that. That's going to be out tomorrow night. Okay. Tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Abby, I don't know What's if you Star saw it. No, I haven't seen it. Now I'm bummed. It's the Spider-Man. It was like a 10-second. Okay. It's like 10 seconds, yeah. I'm not um, bummed. So that'll be out. So here's my prediction. What are my we getting prediction for Rogue One? My prediction is that Rogue One is going to have an Episode Eight trailer. Yep, I think so. Okay. Mic that would be drop. really nice, yeah. Clunk, clunk. See you, Craig. Um, now, that sounds stressful, though. It is stressful, but I, I bet you that's what's going to happen. I mean, how long was uh, They've got how it. long was it when the first trailer for Episode 7 came out? It was a year, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, you know what they should do? Huh? Post-credits trailer for Episode 8. Oh. oh Why wouldn't they? That would be good. Yeah, Don't right. release it online. That's innovative, right? It'll be just like yeah. the trailer for Back to the Future 3 right after Back to the Future 2 when you just watch this crazy movie. And coming then you find, soon. Coming oh, soon. yeah. We're going to – do you know how mad I was when I was a kid? Because I hated Westerns when I was a kid. I still hate Westerns. I like them. Sorry, Westworld. Hey. Whoa. I, have to talk I, about I feel that. better saying it. That's another one of my what's stressings. What? That I, like, don't like Westerns in oh. general. I like them. Yeah. Deadwood tombstone i just feel like everyone's like sweaty and dirty and they probably smell bad and need to take a shower because it's like yeah you know yeah that's then i get stressed and <laughs> i'm it. out of it and it takes me out of the film so we had a discussion at work show. this week about everybody's sh- showering habits uh-huh this is a little bit off topic but i might as well ask you guys how often do you indulge how often do you shower i shower two to three times a day same <laughs> two baths Sometimes, three yeah. showers i don't shower get in the it morning bath after you know after lunch <laughs> yeah my i shower before the podcast every single podcast it's therapeutic <laughs> yeah yeah anyways that's another that's for our bath time podcast <laughs> that's a different cast um, i listen to uh podcasts in the bath all the time yeah so spider-man trailer real quick jake are you excited about that movie yeah, I am. I like Spider-Man. I, uh, uh, I'm excited to uh, after after you know a lot of bad Spider-Man movies. I'm I'm excited to see something that could be different and and new and good. Yeah, it'll be good for Sony to put something out that's good. Yeah, that'll be good for Sony. That'll be good for them. Um, <laughs> Baywatch. Oh, hey, the Baywatch trailer comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited. That's pretty fun. Not because I loved Baywatch the show, because I really did. I'm like, actually, am I excited? Because I saw the teaser trailer, and I'm not sure I'm super enthused. They put out teasers for that, too. Right. Our good friend Erica Ghost Corps was posting the... the, Because they produced it. Ivan Reitman produced Baywatch. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, starring The Rock and Zac Efron. And uh, from what it looks like, it's definitely going to be more of a... It's definitely got Zac Efron in it. It definitely has Zac Efron in it. Uh, and it might, it, maybe it'll lean more towards, like, the 21 Jump Street type of humor. Like, yeah, that's what I was feeling. That's what I'm thinking. Bro humor. The bro humor. Yeah. Um, is that what that is? I guess. I like those movies. It 21 Jump Street's funny, yeah. yeah. So, it could be funny. Um, but, Jake, we, we kind of had talked about this trailer discussion of, uh, of yeah. what makes a good trailer and what makes a bad trailer. So, yeah. We talked about Guardians, and we all came to the conclusion that that was a great trailer. Mm-hmm. And it was also the most views any Marvel trailer has ever gotten in the shortest amount of time. When it had like 90 oh, wow. million views or something insane. I made yeah. up that yeah. stat. But, cool. Um, cool stat. Jake, can, can you give us an example of what you might consider a bad trailer? Yeah, I, I definitely can. Um, the Mummy, the new Mummy trailer. Oh, 
so we we've talked a couple times about the new Universal monster uh, universe that's happening and how right. the Mummy was going to be the first film. And I can get behind a Mummy movie. I've never, you know, Mummy wasn't my favorite of the Universal monsters, but I can get behind it. But this trailer is weird. It's it's yeah. like. So first of all, the tone of this movie is not what I thought it was. I I didn't think we were. It looks like they're trying to make an Avengers movie already. There's like huge. There's like huge destruction of cities. Like those movies weren't about you know big things. They were smaller, contained. You know, there's a monster on the loose in this town. Whatever we need to deal with it. The that mummy trailer is just super weird, especially like. Uh, the first half of the trailer is like a whole scene almost. Yeah. And it's not like, I don't a know. It's not one? exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. It's just, man, it's, like it's super bummed me out. Rescue each other. It's yeah. It, I didn't think it was enthralling in any way. It was very long it, and bizarre. It Which, is long and they don't, ah, man, go ahead. Greg. Well, <laughs> get what's, it. What's weird is so we, they kind of put up like a, a teaser for the trailer. Mm-hmm. about five days before it was released. And I thought that was pretty good. Like, it looks kind of like, oh, this looks like it's going to be interesting. But the way that the trailer was structured where it almost, so it kind of feels like the opening scene of Dark Knight Rises a little That's bit. That's what it made me, it, that made me think of that too when they came out with that yeah. like IMAX trailer where they showed that entire scene. Right. But, yeah. So basically. Now, Tom Hardy had been in that mummy's uh, sarcophagus. I <laughs> knew it. <laughs> I would have opened it up. Oh, you're just being nasty. I'm just being nasty. Um, why? Ew. Why does this? Tra- that's a flarp. It's Tom Hardy. Why? Uh, hey. Why? My question is why? Why? Did why this- any of it? What? What? So did you? I'm sorry, F. Abby. You just mentioned this, but once the female mummy shows up, doesn't it feel like Suicide Squad? Yeah, because she looks so much like Enchantress. Yeah, and it- we all know how good that was. Well, that was just about the best movie of the year <laughs> thus far. So, um, yeah, no, but it did evoke those feelings. Which it didn't feel fresh. Let's say that it also felt like Mission Impossible in right. so many ways. There's just so many weird, like the scene with like Tom Cruise underwater. There's like an underwater action sequence. Like I'm yeah. just like this. It it seems like a movie that was made in the '90s, and i don't know man i i was i was excited for this and i'm gonna try to keep an open mind i'm still gonna go see it i want you know this new universal monsters uh you know universe to pan out i want them to make the other movies but man like it first of all the mummy seems like a weird first movie to do it's like you know iron man was the first marvel film it's fucking iron man he's like you know the leader of the team basically it's like you you got to do a big one first and they did the mummy first like you would i would think like maybe frankenstein would be there like their mummy's first B-side, you know right. i feel like yeah mummy's the b-side exactly and then like the tone of the movie just seems so weird and uh it it seems like it's too similar to the way so like the the brendan fraser mummy movies which i like those they were fun you know right. but they were like adventure movies and right. this kind of seems like it's too much of that. Like, it should be different. It should, I feel like it should be a horror movie, you know? Right. Um, and do you, what is, I don't have a problem with 
Tom Cruise like in movies. Like I think he's pretty good. It felt like I, more of a disaster action movie, which is what Tom yeah. Cruise does. Yeah, it, it does. It feels like San Andreas or something. Yeah, because like, it's like, oh, the plagues are breaking out while we're in a plane. Like yeah. it shows so like on. it shows like Big Ben disintegrate or something at some point, and I'm like, really? The right. like in the Mummy movie, there's like massive disasters happening. Like right. what the fuck is? Also, does the Mummy look like? Like, does does the design of that character look like a girl just needed a Halloween costume super quick? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I'm gonna use this eyeliner and I'm it's just gonna do not like some cool good, tattoos. The yeah. mummy does God. not look cool. I'm gonna do in like a way. sexy. Oh uh, hell yeah! Uh, yeah, it's not good. Um, I'm not excited about that trailer. What is so? Uh, what is our prediction just based on that trailer? Could we look? Could we be looking at like Van Helsing type bad? Like this is going to be really bad, or is the trailer just not like doesn't give us a good impression of what the movie's going to be like? I'm hope I'm hoping that the trailer is not giving us a good impression. I'm hoping that they just maybe uh, picked all the wrong things and the wrong just the wrong cuts. Uh, I don't know, man. The trailer just looks awful. Uh, it looks it looks to be on a different level. I don't know if I'd compare it with Van Helsing, but. It doesn't look great, man. Um, I don't know if you guys saw. There was also a uh, like a two to three minute kind of behind the scenes reel for for the mummy, which is weird that, that that's out already. Right. But it has weird. it has even more footage in it, and it has a it has a lot of footage of um, Tom Cruise fighting with uh, the guy. I fucking forget his name, but the the guy who's going to be playing Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Oh, we're about to find out. I didn't out. even know that was a thing. Isn't that who he's playing? Maybe. Oh. I could have just made that up. Um, do you know who I'm talking about? I'm looking it up. Right we're getting now. on it. Russell Crowe. Oh, we're Russell Crowe. Big guy. He's supposed Who's to this? Is Gladiator. It, I... Yeah, Dr. Henry Jekyll. Yeah. yeah. Russell Crowe. Is... So there's there's like oh, they that's... show a lot of Oh, they show man. a lot of footage of those two guys fighting, and it looked so bad. It looked like so. Was it nineteen ninety seven or eight? It was like superhero. It was like superhero fighting. Like Russell Crowe hit Tom Cruise, and he like flew across the room <laughs> on on a, like a wire system. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It's like they're taking cues from Batman v Superman with like that super overly long intro, like open with that. It, that sucks. That's not good, y'all. I had no idea Russell. Crow- that was who Russell Crowe was playing. Um so yeah i don't know hey i'll go into an open-minded you never know i, I want it to be i want it to be good yeah. I, and i know and i know trailers can be weird um you know they can be they could trailers could be amazing and the movie could be shit and it could be the opposite so i don't know like i want it to pan out and i want the other movies to happen so i want it to be good but man this is awful and it, it just sucks i like that trailer came out so close to the guardians trailer and the guardians trailer is like it, it, you know it's basically like a perfect trailer so yep. it's just, it's just hard fair, right uh yeah. it, it's not fair and uh real quick i was gonna say speaking of movies i want to be good Batman v Superman is on HBO. I watched it again, and I gotta say, it's still really bad. You couldn't finish it, right? It was really bad. It's so bleak and so not good, and it's uh, it's tedious. That's the one word that I keep coming back. It's it's not even when you're watching the action scenes. Like I'm looking at my DVD shelf, and I see 
seven other Batman movies I'd rather be watching than Batman right. vs. Superman. And that includes Batman vs. Robin. Because... Batman versus Robin. Batman versus Robin? Or whatever the fuck Batman it's called. Batman and Robin. No, there's an animated Batman versus Robin. But you don't know. But I'm it. not talking about that, <laughs> obviously. And when I said it out loud, I knew it sounded weird. And But instead of going, oh, it's Batman and Robin, in my head I went, oh, is it verse? Is it Batman v. Robin? I'm just going to stick with it. Is it verse or me? <laughs> God damn it. I would rather watch The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, and all four of the other Batman movies before Batman v Superman. Yeah. But I hope Ben Affleck's solo Batman movie is uh, is good. I've got faith. Yeah. He's directing it. I love Gone Girl, even though he didn't direct that. I just wanted to tell you everyone. Just lo- he just loves I Gone I love that Girl. movie. Right. And Argo was great, and The Town is great, so I have faith. Uh, Pearl Harbor was on TV today. Uh, not so great. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't bring that up if you're defending Ben Affleck. Um, yeah. Pearl Har- so today's today's the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, and they always show Pearl Harbor. And I was thinking, I bet Josh Hartnett loves today because he gets to see himself on TV once a year. <laughs> it's that one time he gets the family together. What's the movie, 40 Days and 40 Nights? That's it. He's yeah. in that? All right. Um, there was another trailer, too. Uh, Transformers 5. Yeah. Or Transformers okay. something. Anybody see it? You did. Uh, I saw it. I didn't. It looks like a Transformers movie. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is in it, and he's wearing the exact same uh, wardrobe as he is as Ford in Westworld. So here, here's my question. How <laughs> did they get... part of Westworld? How did they get Anthony Hopkins in a fucking Transformers movie? I think he's he just not old care. now. Is he just old now and he was just like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, so I'll do it. There's that I'll story. Class it up. So here's it's like my charity work for here's him my at this point. There's that story about uh, Brian Cranston receiving a handwritten letter in the mail from Anthony Hopkins after Breaking Bad ended, mm-hmm. with Anthony Hopkins telling Brian Cranston that his uh, performance as Walter White was the greatest acting he has ever seen in his life. Whoa. And what if Anthony Hopkins, like, but he's kind of old now, and he doesn't know what Transformers is, and he thinks, like, oh, this could be, like, my Breaking Bad. This could be big. (laughs) This could be it. This could be the one that they remember me by. Do you guys think that's what it is? This is a really special script. Yeah, it's going to be good. Of course I did Silence of the Lambs, but it really thinks it it was Transformers 5 that really put it it over the top for me. Uh, My turn as Hannibal Lecter would never live up to what I did in the fifth of the Transformers saga. Is that a good impression? Yeah. No. No. Thank you. I think we should call it in. What did he tell you, Clarice? Uh, I'm sure I could show my cunt. (laughs) Oh. 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 Ew, I sat on my cat. That was good. Do you want to try it again? It's just funny. Sure, he could smell my cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that good. was from Silence of the Lambs, the 1991 film from blah, 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 blah. Hey. All right, cool. Um, Westworld. You guys want to do a quick Westworld chat before we end this thing? God, what's yeah, going let's, on? Yeah, let's do a quick one, yeah. Um, Can it? Can we? What uh, would you guys think? The finale happened? Have you let it wash over you? Are you happy with what you saw? Yeah, I feel like it washed over me, like, really fast. And I feel like I kind of missed a lot of things. Um, Because, like, listening to you guys on the phone talking about um, 
the way that uh, the narrative and all the uh, the hosts, how they were acting, not of their own volition, that that was programmed and written in um, by, what's the little skeevy writer's name? I don't know the uh, character's name, but some of that, like, did wash over me, and I kept trying to add it up while I was watching it, but I keep getting so lost in the narration and, in, like, the dialogue between, like, Dolores and Teddy that I felt kind of, like, gypped and, like, upset when they pulled back and, like, put the lights on, and, like, you realize that that whole last scene, which is a really great scene, like, when Dolores comes in with a gun. Like, all that stuff was really cool. There was some great action. Personally, I loved the very end um, when, uh, I think her name is Armistice, Old Snakes, like, the girl with the tattoos. When mm-hmm. her and Maeve, like, get together and it's, like, Terminator, it's, like... Oh, it's so much like Terminator. It feels like Terminator. It's fucking awesome, like, when they're breaking out of the lab and, like, slashing throats and taking names. And uh, when Armistice gets her arm, like, stuck in that door with the like and has to cut it off at the very end that shit was awesome and there was some really awesome moments i think that at some points it drags a little bit and you do get a little bit confused but like whatever like go and read about it afterwards and that's kind of the the best way to solve that problem so well i don't know what y'all thought so go for it yeah i i liked it a lot i need to i do want to sit and watch it again um the thing you know i i listened uh, to some other guys talking about it and they were complaining that um that it answered too many of the questions. And I, and that was such a weird thing to me the because in the forest are the voices of those yeah, who died you know, on the like, Island. You know how many people like complain about lost, not answering questions. And then we get a show that so far has been pretty good and, and pretty good at, um, not like coming up with something and then just ignoring it and making right. you wonder for the rest of your life, like what it meant. Um, they've been pretty good at that. And I, I thought, all the answers to the questions that we got, like I didn't feel, uh, I didn't feel like upset or cheated by any of the the answers that we got. I thought it was a good uh, lead up to the second season. The only thing that I'm upset about is that I gotta wait like over a year to see more of the yeah, story. Yeah, it's gonna be about eighteen, nineteen months till we get season two. Um... But, you know, if that serves if, – if it turns out to be a better show because of that – I mean, movies take a long time. For sure. For sure. But it's not a movie. Uh, <laughs> I just like – if they're already, like, uh, starting, you know, pre-production and they're going to start filming soon, there's no reason that it should take that long to come out. And I know – I know, like, it's HBO. They have other shows that usually, you know, hit that time slot. Right. But I feel like if the show is – as popular as it is and they have the means to put it out earlier they should just go ahead and do it, it sh- they, they shouldn't they're not they don't have to rush it but if they're going to start pre-production and start filming soon mm-hmm. there's no reason like that episode should be like on a shelf for a year and a half like well i'm sure there's some reason but we're not going to fucking listen to those reasons Yes, I have some podcast says put it out now. Put it out. Because it came out that Westworld was like the biggest debut season for any show ever on HBO. Wow. So we want more. Yeah, so get them off the shelf. Reprogram I mean, I enjoy West. I You guys watch Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Yeah. You like that? Like that's been, you know, that's been HBO's big thing for, you know, the last like six years. And, And it's a great show. I like it. I like Westworld better. Way more, right? Absolutely. Like it's West. You know what? Uh, Game of Thrones is also kind of confusing sometimes. There are a lot of characters in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and I like it. But man, like just 
the whole idea of Westworld and, you know, the robots, you know, becoming self-aware and becoming like the good guys. Like it's more interesting of a story to me. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like the characters in Westworld better. I'd rather see that show. Yeah, uh, I like the fact that there's I like all the stuff about like the human study and like the way that like the reveries or the uh the way that they program the host to be human and all like the inner workings of like the human mind and that kind of stuff and the narratives and uh just that the whole the way that your mind and imagination can just kind of wander thinking about like what you would do if it was your first day in Westworld, like what kind of storylines would you be getting into? Like how much trouble would you murder? Like what would you get into first? Like what kind of missions would you go on? Like it feels like it's just such a cool wild place to like imagine. And then they showed in this finale, like you saw that there were other worlds that exist like that, like samurai looking world with like all the, the, uh, the sword fighting and that kind of stuff, like ancient Chinese shit or whatever that was. That was very ancient cool. Chinese ancient shit. Chinese secret, you know. I think Japanese. Japanese. Please whatever. forgive me. Who's gonna forgive hey, you? I don't know. <laughs> um, I so about questions being answered. We found out, confirmed that William was the Man in Black. That yeah. was an early. Yep. That was an early theory. Yeah, are, and they all and they almost like. There was a second there where they tried to make you think that maybe it wasn't William and that it was Logan. And I was like, kind of getting mad. Yeah. I was like, no. I was no. like, don't. Right. Don't do that. We want Logan to ride off on the sunset. Naked. Naked on his horse. Yeah. Forever. That's it. Came into this world. <laughs> on a horse. Uh, on a horse. Uh, he came into this it's world. Very on a uncomfortable train. birth. I liked it, man. <laughs> I like Westworld a lot. It's not my favorite show on TV. Um, but. It has enough of the... Westworld or Stranger Things for uh, number one sci-fi of the year? What do you think? Which would you put above it? Which oh, would you prefer? Man. Those are both... They're both really great. Fuck, man. I don't know. Why uh, are you doing I, that? I would, I would probably... You know what? I'm I trying would, to think would... right now. I'm scrambling. I think I'd say Stranger yeah. Things has a closer spot in my heart and probably has more of a rewatchability factor. But then again, Westworld has... Just such a high concept, like intrigue and polish and sheen to it that, like, I don't know. It's a they're different shows, but they definitely both exist in that sci-fi realm and fantasy type realm. So there are like comparisons that could be drawn. So I don't know. What do you think, Jake? I I mean I I love Stranger Things, but I mean I think a big part of that is is how much it plays on, uh, you know, stuff that you loved in the eighties and all that, you, you get so many callbacks. Right. Uh, I, I have already watched Westworld more than once. Right. The first season, like I have already gone back and watched it again. Right. Uh, I would, I would say West, I like Westworld better. I think. Yeah. I think gotcha. Westworld edges out stranger things. Um, but if I was going to sit down right now and rewatch a show, I think it would be stranger things over Westworld just because Westworld's pretty heavy. And it's yeah. morose and dark and yeah, it just <clears throat> contemplates itself and its yeah. existence constantly. I, I to me those are like I don't think I'll ever theorize as much about Westworld as I did about Lost, um, but that's because Lost is my favorite show of all time. But yes. what Westworld does that really works for me is that it really invests in every character and even mm-hmm. the characters who like you're like, well, this person might not be that important in the grand scheme of things, or like the Hemsworth that's the security guard like even though he's kind of a minor character I still want to know what happened to him 
And I want to yeah. know when the Ghost Nation attacked and why they were able to. Right. And, uh, but my favorite scene from the finale was uh, William as the Man in Black uh, being shot, realizing that this was the new game, and just getting a smile on his face like a kid yeah. who just got a new copy of Sonic and Knuckles or something. Right. Yeah, that was good. He right. That was great because he's like wants full to... contact sports. He doesn't want two hand touch. Like no, he, wants he just wants thing. to play the game. And he was so bummed out when he found it's like out we the sports maze reference. Yeah, there you go. Football. When, when when he found out the maze wasn't for him, that it was for Dolores mm-hmm. and the host to yeah. to like be to to ignore the voice in their head and realize and become self you know self aware. Right. When he found that out. He was pissed off. He's like, "What the fuck? I've been playing this game for so that's the maze." I'm paying for this game. I own this game. It should the maze should be for me at this point, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and it's what's interesting the the kind of flip as you as you uh, right. as you go through the show and you you love Anthony Hopkins as Ford, right? But mm-hmm. then you kind of find him to be very despicable those last couple episodes. But then as he sacrifices himself as the beginning of his major, you know, his his. Uh, his narrative that he's going out with a bang, it's very poetic and it's very amazing. And he, and he, it's like, okay, maybe he has these hosts interests at heart and he doesn't give a fuck about the board of directors and the human beings. Um, and I love it. I, it's great. It's, it's so good to have shows to really invest in and to talk about with your friends and to talk about on the podcast because it's just, it's, it's a really fun thing. And I, you know, it's hope, good to have a, like an event show that everyone goes to watch and talk about afterwards. And I hope Anthony Hopkins cool. is back in some form or fashion. Maybe it'll just be that one cut scene of young Anthony Hopkins running. Or the fast-moving CGI Anthony Hopkins is always like, on in a yeah. hurry. Arnold! Arnold! I know, Arnold, I need to talk to you. Um, <laughs> He's very handsome. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll have a way to, you know... The, the, the show is multiple timelines, so there there's no reason they couldn't... Have him back. Dip into one of those, right, and go back. They're going to call him and be like, I'm sorry, I'm preoccupied. I've signed on for three more Transformers. Right. What <laughs> I liked was, like, the little game that's actually, like, inside of the tin that um, that uh, Dolores finds, like, at her own gravestone. Yeah, uh, the maze. maze. Yeah, I love it because as soon as I saw that on screen, I looked at Craig and I was like, Hal Clay is going to have that tomorrow. <laughs> he literally did. He literally posted a picture on Instagram the next day that says the maze was not meant for you. And apparently someone named Real Sick, who's like out of uh, uh, Athens, um, they they have an Instagram and they make that. So he's got he it. That's, it yeah, he's already got it. Like, that's all. Wow. That's amazing. That's like, obviously, it's a good enough show if we're in one maze to rule the them all. In the darkness, <laughs> bind them. Uh, so, yeah, Westworld was great. Um, it's going to be a long haul, but we got so many good shows. In the next year and a half to look forward to. Yeah. Got season three of Fargo coming up. Broad City. Broad City. Summer twenty seventeen. We've got uh Better Call Saul's coming back. Yes. Curb Your Enthusiasm's coming back. Wow. Game of Thrones will be back. Whoa. So we have plenty to watch over the next year or so yeah. to right. keep us uh, busy. And then Boob Tube. Who knows? There's gonna be new shows that pop up that we have no idea about. Did what that was like with Stranger Things this year. It right. came out of nowhere and all of a sudden, you know the biggest thing everybody's yeah. got on their you know the 11 costumes yeah, with the waffles yeah, and all that like, goes. Um, <laughs> i just want to run into them because i know that they're staying here in atlanta and they are they're just so cool like i get really upset looking at all their social media because they're like literally like decent human beings and they're like legitimately cool i just get jealous um do i want to say this 
Say it. Abby revealed to me that she has a crush on one of the characters from, uh... I have a crush. Yeah, because we're... Oh, it's not him, though. It's the other one. Not Will, but... Not Will Byers. What's his name? The other Um, kid. The other main kid who's, like, Eleven's, uh... Lover. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, we're gonna look at... Finn? Yeah. Finn, uh, Wood... Uh, I saw name? like an Instagram video of him playing the acoustic guitar Mike with is like his name on the a show. big hoodie and khakis on, and like they were all hanging out. And like I guess it was like my 14 year old self had a crush on him. It's not like my 31 year old self had a crush. Right, because that that's funny be you said that oh. because oh, right? your 31 year old self was the one talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that kid is in. He uh, he's really gonna be well. in it. Yeah, he's gonna be in it. Oh shit, that's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Um, and apparently he was in an episode of Supernatural last year, so let's all check oh, that we're out. We're gonna go check out Supernatural. Uh, yeah, those sure. kids are awesome. Those kids are, are... Yeah, I've been trying to figure out which, uh, member of the Stranger Things cast is gonna, like, have a breakdown from all the fame and, like, start stealing stuff from stores. But they're all super normal. But I think it's gonna be Winona Ryder. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whoa! She's not gonna be able to handle it. Hey. She's just gonna be shot. Girl interrupted. Oh, that Let girl got interrupted by the she security guard saying, "Ma'am, did you pay for those stilettos?" Oh, I think it was like sweaters, scarves. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. She wears a. She's got a. She doesn't want stilettos. She's got Christmas lights on her wall. Leave her alone. She don't care. She uh, don't care. Cool. Well, guys. Hey. We covered a lot of ground here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not got, the whole park. Not the whole park. We didn't get to the edge with the water. Right. <laughs> Are there other worlds besides Samurai World? Oh, there's gotta yeah, be. Yeah, there has to be. What's a world you got? Do you think there's like a Lego land? <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time I try to think like, oh, what world would I want to go to? I just think, oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic yeah. World. I want to go to Jurassic exactly. World. Um, Park's back open, yeah. Bring maybe maybe they'll combine. Maybe Jurassic World is part of the, the West World. Uh, hey, it's not. Maybe. That's stupid, Craig. Don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. What? Joint universe. I like the idea of a super advanced theme park. And that's kind of where we're going. You go to these theme parks now, it's all virtual reality and all that shit. Yeah, I saw there's going to be, like, in Japan, there's, like, a spa-themed, like, theme park where they have a roller coaster where the, like, the carts that you ride in are, like, hot tubs. So, like, you get a little aromatherapy and, like, I don't know, swimsuits, roller coasters. What the water spills out? It was a concept. It wasn't. It's not been built yet, but we're going. <laughs> we're it go. is. <laughs> might be the last trip we take together. It's like how, I take three showers a Hot day. Hot tub roller coaster. And I, all my theme parks are all water-based. Yeah. Like, like a water park? No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, like a, a bathtub roller coaster. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. I like the idea of a spa, but I, I don't think I could actually do it. There you go. All right, guys. Well, episode hey. 40. Yes, have some podcast. Hot tub roller coaster. Hot tub roller coaster. That's that's our episode there title. There it is. There Write it, it is. down. Someone Write get a pen. Uh, someone get a fucking pen. Okay. Um, you Hot can check us out uh, on uh, the internet. Yes. Yeshavesomecast.com. Leave us some stars. On iTunes. Yes. Leave us a review if you could. It helps us attend. Uh, Facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Twitter and Instagram at YHS Podcast. Yes. And then you can find us uh, and you can talk to us. Mm-hmm. And we can, can send us stuff. We can interact. Oh, don't forget contest. Yes, have some cast at gmail.com. First person, you're getting a buck. You're Rogers getting bucked. Print. You're getting bucked. <laughs> it's called get bucked. We're not going to announce it on get Facebook. Bucked. The that only like way that you're going to be able to win <sighs> is by listening and sending. Yep. It. We should do a contest every week. We're going to do it. 
We're gonna do it. Um, <laughs> anything else, guys? Contest. This contest is the contest. Goes. Yeah, it's so like the Seinfeld. We're gonna end this episode with the contest. With the contest. We're all gonna agree to, you know, to do the contest. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. No. Um, all right, everybody. Jake, Abigail. Hey. Any, any final words? Um. Yes. Okay. These violent delights have violent, have ends. violent ends. Oh. Oh. Not much rhyme on him. Not much rhyme <laughs> on you. Oh. I love Clementine. I love that little, like, hand-to-face touch that Maeve gave Clementine, like, when they were down there before all the shit went down. I just like Maeve. Dude, I love Maeve. Maeve we had, like, a stray cat in our neighborhood. We named her Maeve. Mm-hmm. That's a fun <laughs> little bit. My name's John. <laughs> My name is not Maeve. Yep. What I'm saying, it was a boy cat. Oh. And the cat grabbed a scalpel. And, uh, got and now weird. it's a girl cat. Now it's a girl cat. <laughs> oh. So, hey. All right, guys. Hey. Anything else, Abigail? We love cats. We love cats. We love Maeve. And we love Jacob Walsh. Yes. Hey. You didn't play any guitar for us the whole time. I thought there was... I did oh, fart no, noises. I wasn't going to jump in. Will you close us out? To play us out? <laughs> what does that mean, to play us out? <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. All right. <laughs> oh. For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. Have some podcasts in the next couple of weeks. We'll have some more flarp noises. Flarp noises, no spin zone. I can't get it to flarp. When you want to flarp, you can't flarp. There it is. There's the flarp. And then we'll um, we'll be talking about Rogue One next week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. New stress. Good stress. Rogue One stress. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Later. Night. Goodbye. We love you. <laughs>